Hello everyone. This is a young adult group at the Living Spring Harrisburg called College and Career Connections. Here, we study God's Word as it practically applies to our daily lives. We take a discovery approach to the study, and so we discuss the insights God gives us by His Holy Spirit. We are glad you are able to tune in today, and we pray that the Spirit of God will minister to your situation as you listen to His Word. Get your heart set for the Word. Listen and be blessed. Heavenly Father, we commit the lesson of today into your hands. We just ask that you breathe upon your word today. Let it make a difference in our lives. Let it not just be words. We are looking for the power of God that is located in your word, the power to change us, to transform us. Let that power become manifest in our lives today, in everyone's life today who will be hearing your word. Let that power be available and able to make the required changes, required transformation in our lives that will be changed by your word as we push it to practice. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So today we're going to read from uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 9. God blesses those who work for peace, but they will be called the children of God. God blesses those who work for peace. For they will be called the children of God. Okay. We're blessed when you can show people how to cooperate instead of compete or fight. That's uh-huh. when you discover who you really are and your place in God's family. Thank you very much. All right, that's how we discover our place in, in God's family and uh, who we are. All right. I like somebody else to read Second Corinthians five. Verse 18. Now, Sharina, you, you yielded for Moya to read, so I think it's a good one for you to read. Second Corinthians 5, verse 18. Okay. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. All right. So the good news says all this is done by God who through Christ changes us from enemies into his friends mm. and gave us the task of making others his friends also. Wow, thank you very much. Okay, so who is a peacemaker? Can I go? Yes, please. please. Um, based on the, the scriptures that we just read, at first, when, when we were reading Matthew 5, verse 9, I was looking at um, the concept of peace and of making peace as um, simply, you know, like, like literally just making peace, like uh, making sure that you are, um, you are instilling some sort of, like making sure that you're just, you know, interacting with people in a way that is uh, healthy, that is cordial. Mm. Um, and so that's what I was interpreting the scripture as as saying. Mm-hmm. But now, like after have, after reading Second Corinthians 5 and 18, I'm also looking at it as the idea of making peace as also bringing people to, to the kingdom of God as well. Mm. Because he is, that's where we find like true peace. Mm. And so 
that's how other people can find peace as well through bringing them like bringing themselves into their the presence of god yeah thank you very much all right just thinking about what tinder said right so there's there's a peace maker that refers to you know the conflicts relating to one another like you know peace between man and his brother right and then there's the other side of it that talks about peace between man and god right okay anybody else want to contribute before we dive in a little further i mean i was i was gonna talk about like the physical peace mm-hmm. of, like people that are always looking out to mediate mm. people that are looking for the way out of any um chaos there are people that um i have this example um you know when you hear that somebody in the church did something maybe a pastor fell into sin you know there are people that specialize in broadcasting that that situation there are people that <clears throat> excuse me that will go to their social media and begin to repost such things meanwhile there are other people that seek to you know um not necessarily just but just like be a be a person of succor or somebody that is just like, you know, helping to to intervene and restore that person, just even with the same social media. So people that have approaches just to kind of do the work of God to reach out to people that are hurting or people that are in pain and mediate. But I I mean I didn't really think about it until 10 I talked about it, that, you know, Sincerely, people of peace are people that are really seeking to know God, people that are seeking to restore people back to relationship with God. Because I remember in a mission school that I attended, a mission class, they said, when you go to a place, ask God that God will send you a person of peace. And I kept asking myself, who is a person of peace? So that person that is seeking for reconciliation. So I like Tendai's... um, description of like a peacemaker is not just like physical peace somebody looking for like actual physical peace alone because it's included in that but somebody that's also seeking for helping people to reconcile with god Mm. Mm. anybody else i'd like us to think about this um just like we've we've both mentioned tender and fiance let's take it chunk by chunk okay so let's look at it, whether it's conflict between a man and someone else, a conflict between a man internally, and that's conflict relating to him himself like internally, conflict relating to man and his God. Okay, so we can start with um, the one relating to a man and his brother, then we'll go, you know, build, building on that. So when it says we ought to be peacemakers, we ought to help others, you know, to to bring peace to people who are in conflict. I think Finesse rightly said where she said that you can be either a peacemaker or a troublemaker. You can you can either be a man of peace or somebody that, that escalates or exacerbates exacerbates the situation. You can make it worse. You can make it more grievous in the proverbial sense they say adding salt to injury we can also be the one to soothe the pain in that situation so maybe as Vanessa has given one example I'd like one more example then we can move on what another way maybe think of I'd like us to think about it in the context of what does that look like in your life today 
remember we were talking about the peacemaker between when it's relating to conflict between someone and another person. You know, it doesn't have to be in the church setting, but we want to look at it. Maybe you want to think about it from a family setting. You want to look at it from maybe a work, a a career setting. You want to look at it in an academic setting, you know, business settings. You know, how would that relate to us today? Um, you said what would uh, what would peace look like in our lives today? Yes, what would being a peacemaker look like in our lives today? Either as a student, as as a worker, as a as a brother, as a sister in a family setting, you know, what peace, uh-huh. being a peacemaker look like? I feel like being a peacemaker in maybe like a family would be to make it, making sure that everyone is on the same page and making sure there's understanding. Okay, making sure there's understanding. What are the elements of conflicts? What let's talk about that. What makes what makes people to conflict in the first place? When they don't when they don't like see how when people don't see how other people like they don't have understanding or they don't know who like how each pe- like each person operates or does goes about doing certain things. So like say like in a business setting, your manager yells at you and like criticizes you a lot and to them they they actually believe in you but you don't see it that way because you see them as being very hard on you and being like yeah difficult with you but they're being hard on you because they care and they believe in you okay so so differences in perspective and and uh, i would say expectations right yes okay thank you if I see your mic so what are the what causes conflict? What are the elements of conflict? Maybe that will help us be able to put it in perspective. Mm, maybe past experiences or a specific past experience. Mm, how, how do you mean, sir? Um, let me just give a random example. Maybe if someone, let's say if someone has a friend and they lend the person money, you know, and they didn't use the money properly that first time you know then later down the line the person again comes to ask for money and the guy is like after what you did last time no i can't you know and that can easily lead to a conflict you know it's based on the past experience okay 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 all right just so that we don't waste too much time on that topic you all of us have, have made really vital points thank you thank you oh tendai okay go on no finish can go first Oh, I think sorry. Wanted to say. I just wanted to say. Um, I know you mentioned differences in um, differences in expectations. What, expectations. Yes. I wanted to say differences in priorities too. Priorities, because, yes. Mm. What's, that, yeah. So, in terms of even that example that Ife mentioned, now, you know, so this person is thinking that money is a priority, but the other person is like, no, this money is not as important to you as he claim. So he doesn't feel like that is a need and so because yeah anyway you get the long story short differences in priorities often cause problems mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. thank um, you very I, much yeah. I was going to say that uh, one thing that creates conflict internally is being double minded 
as as the word says in in uh james 1 and 8 it says that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways and that in itself is uh that that's conflict in itself and this can be and this is very double-mindedness is very prevalent in our generation uh because we 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 as uh i mean human beings are like this in general but especially millennials um post millennials we want to have we want to we want to believe in the idea of god but we still want to live in the world as well we still want to be able to have access to the the things of this world and so we kind of we're like in we're like in both camps now we're like trying to be in the in the church at least for so those of us who want to uh you know ascribe to christianity and then there's some and then there are also people now who have just left christianity as a whole because they say you know what i still want this i still want to have a, mm. a connection to god but i don't want to be accountable to the mm. to god the rules of i love what you said no i said what tender said is so so true that's what i was like clapping for like that's accurate yeah, yeah. I said it reminds me of um it re- just reminds me of the whole um I was listening to uh Camp Lukewarm by uh Montel Fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just like the whole I like what you said just reminded me of that where like we want to be like the part of the world, but we want to like, you know, be for God and we can't even live like that now. Like I feel like right now even the whole like everything that's happened is like either forcing people to go towards their faith more or to fall back and it's just um it's just interesting how that's happening mm-hmm. it's very big today now yeah it reminds me of when jesus said and i know he was mm-hmm. using a specific example but when jesus said you can't serve both god and money mm-hmm. you know in this case, you can't serve both the world and me you have to choose mm-hmm. you can't have both your hands in you know, both of them cannot be a priority. You can only have one. It's either me or you're not with me. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, that's that's very, 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 very true. You know, and I like how, how we are we are we we are talking about this in practical sense because we want to be able to apply the word to our, our lives, and this is super fun. You see, we started with talking about conflict when it talks about a person to another person, you know, and and just to wrap that up, and then we'll, we'll talk about the uh, internal conflict. When you have differences in expectation, differences in priorities, just like Finesse has mentioned and, and tendered, but also if you if you think about it, different like communication gaps. Mm. Yep. Do we agree? Communication gaps can can lead to conflict, and so when the Bible is asking us to be peacemakers in in that setting, in that context, we ought to help people either understand what the other person understands, you know, help each other to help them to understand each other. I, I read a version that said, uh, "Blessed are, the, are those who help each help adversaries to reconcile." Mm. you know and yes. so and so that's that's something that I think we can all take away from that particular section you know our our job as peacemakers would then be to help you know our 
those who we see are in conflicts to communicate what are the expectations you know what are the things that i expect this from you because of because of this perspective i have with you you know can you can you also tell me what you're expecting so that we we are on the same page just like arnel has said being on the same page all right now moving into the internal side that's that very reason that Tendai gave, being double-minded, mm-hmm. it is so true. Like, when you hold on to God and you hold on to anything else, you get to a point where you have to pick one. And so you have this internal conflict within you, being, okay, so I really want to serve God, but but I really have to show that I and my friends are going to, you know, when we talk about this thing tomorrow, what will I say, you know? And, and and so you 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 give you give priority to that show rather than maybe a time of prayer, a time of, of devotion and things like that. You know. Or you know, different other ways in which you can you can double mindedness can play out. When it comes to that internal conflict, how can we bring peace to that internal conflict? I was gonna I was gonna say that I feel like internal conflict has something to do with sometimes doubt. And I think that's one of those things where you have to like pray about which direction you should take. Um, and it also depends on the situation as well. Um, I feel like it's a prayer thing, um, if that makes sense. Yep, it's a prayer thing, right? Okay. okay. So what Anel said is exactly the other way I would have articulated that. So as, as you said, what is the solution for internal conflict? My mind went back to one of the Beatitudes that we talked about earlier, blessed are those who realize their need for God. You know, so, yes, like she said, as you realize that, okay, this is a problem I cannot solve, then you begin to seek God for that. In the place of prayer, in the place of studying His Word, and, and even in the place of fellowship with other people, you can only go closer to God to solve that conflict. It will not happen if you leave Him. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. That's very, that's very key. We have to remember, right? As, as, as believers, we know our source is from God, right? And so, the more we want to, the more we serve God, the more we want to serve Him. The more we know Him, the more we want to know Him. And so, when we find ourselves, you know, struggling with anything that is not like God, we have to turn to God to help us, you know, turn away from that. Bible says it clearly in I think it's is it James where it says submit to God and then resist the devil. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Draw near to God, right, and submit to Him. Thank you. So in that time of prayer, when we realize we have some part of us that's unsettled, like I really want to go here, but my spirit is not is not is not at peace with that decision right i really want to i really want to all i say i really want to do this great thing this good thing but part of me is is saying no like why why she doesn't deserve it you know this one you know that's the time where we have to pray for god to help us because what happens is our will is is in that delicate balance where it is either being tilted by our emotions, our flesh, 
our reasoning, you know, can really tilt that that our will against the will of God. Does that make sense? Because the will of God is is, is kind of on this other side of our of our of our will, and our emotions and and the other things are also trying to balance out on the other side. So, which one are we going to allow to 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 go? Is is just by praying and trusting God and just allowing the Holy Spirit to help us in that situation. Now, this is practical. You can take this where it's in terms of should I buy that item? You know, should I give this? I should I give this thing? Should I go to this place? I pray the Lord will help all of us in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Amen. when it comes to doubt, because We've talked about the double-minded thing when it comes to doubt as well. You know, all those things are internal things, like it's the thing of the mind. And I'm so glad that we talked about the mind yesterday because now we can build on that. You know, the mind is such a delicate place that a lot of things are being uh, inputted into the mind that we need God to help us kind of override some of the dirty things or the the sources of conflict that would, you know, make us um, either doubt God. An example of reason why we doubt God is, is the internal inputs, the things that we are seeing, right? Jesus called mm-hmm. Peter, Jesus called Peter and said, Peter, walk on the water. So he, he, then he stepped out to walk. But then as he took a couple steps, we know how it happened, it turned out eventually. He started looking at the things that were around him. And so those in external inputs can can really help us, can really affect us um, in a way that we are we, are, we lose sight of, of God, what God is able to do, you know, God's promises and whatever, and then we begin to look at internal, um, sorry, external inputs, you know, how big the situation is, how bad the situation is. And so it becomes important for us now to say, Lord, help me. And that's exactly what Peter did when he was in that situation. He cried out to God and said, what? God, help me. Mm-hmm. Help me. Help me. Lord, even when this, the others, the others uh, I believe was it, was it the centurion who came to Jesus and said, help my own belief, you know? That place is a place where you, you don't just act on your own belief. Now you have to say, Lord, this is my my hard situation. Lord, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm having all these doubts. I'm having all these dirty thoughts. I'm having all these things that I need to get rid of. Help me. And as you wait on God, as you trust God, as you allow his word to permeate your mind, allow his spirit to work. And it's not, remember, some of these things are not instantaneous. Sometimes it is instantaneous, but... You have to allow it like, a period of time, you know, for God to wash us by His Word and by His Spirit. God will help us in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. All right. Just, just to just uh, point something back to the second source of conflict, where we talked about. Uh, I think Moya said, you know, when there are misunderstandings, you know, and I think that that's two boys back into communication right so you said this i understood this you know i said this you understood that you know that can really cause us to conflict one with another so still the bottom line would be 
we have to help one another, help our brothers, help our sisters, help, you know, try to seek understanding, proper understanding. Okay, so I heard you say this. Is that what you meant? Right? I heard you say this. Is that what you meant? One of the, one, one like, not too long ago, I and I, uh, I finished over talking, you know, and then she said this, you know, and I, I said 12, 12 midnight. She says, oh, I'm really going to be busy at that time. I'm like, wait, you didn't hear what I said. I said 12 midnight. She said, oh, I heard 12 noon. You understand? So that's, that miscommunication can really make people, you know, and if, if it's for me now, I would have been saying, oh, wait, ah, you are busy. You are busy all the time, all the time. In the, even in the midnight, you are busy. Or you, that you don't want to pray. You don't want to do this. You don't, you know, things like that. I could have gone that way, but when I seek understanding, when we seek understanding, it helps us to, you know, resolve those conflicts. Okay, all right. Now let's let's go into into the uh, oh, awesome. Let's go into the the last section, which is talking about. Our relate when it comes to conflict in our relationship with God, conflict in other people's relationship with God. Can somebody um, help us share um, in that context? What what does conflict look like in you know relationship with God? Um. Oh, can I give an example? Yes, please. Um. Say God is calling you to uh to serve Him, but then. You want to serve something else. <laughs> mhm. Mhm. Okay. So in, the, in in regards to God's calling upon our lives, right? He's asking you to maybe go into a certain kind of career or a certain kind of ministry that he he wants to use you in in, in let's say, you know, he he wants to go to the military and you hate military. You know. But God is saying I want I want a general, a Jesus general in the military. We, are we going to, are we going to really yield? And what what would you say is the cause of that um, that variance? What would you say is the cause of such conflict? Oh, probably double mindedness as well. Okay. Double mindedness. Okay. And your, so, and your heart posture, like maybe your heart is, you're filled with um pride or a uh, selfish, uh, like selfish desires. Like you want to do things your way. Yes, that's correct. So, I think that's that's a whole combo right there. You know, when you're you have your own idea, you have your own plans of what to do with your life. You 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 have the pride that I know what to do, right? I have this, this is my desire. This is like things I want to do in my life. You don't really care about what the Lord thinks about your life. Okay. Um, can I give an example of one that is, I want to say that there's one example I'm thinking of that can be like positive in a strange way. Um, remember the verse where Jesus said, I came to set mother against father. I mean, mother against daughter, father against son. There was a verse where he said that, you know, he was basically saying that my message is going to bring conflict and divide even within family. And, and I've heard so many stories of like this, especially with um, 
I would say with maybe um, families that are Muslim, like mm-hmm. sometimes maybe if one of the children becomes a Christian, yes, or Hindu, or yeah. Hindu, yeah, yeah, you know, or any other religion, if if one of the children or family members becomes a Christian, like the the divide is so big, and sometimes they're even shunned and yes. um, and exiled. Okay. You know, so it can be very th- that kind of division can be very painful, but ultimately they know it's positive because they found the Lord, they found salvation, even though they've lost everything else. You know, like their family, their life, you know, their loved ones. They found the ultimate one that loves them, and that's Jesus. So, you know, there's conflict in the in their life at that point, and it can be painful. You know, it cannot be easy, but. Yes. Yeah. Ultimately, it's a positive conflict because it's you know, it's led you to salvation. Okay, yeah. So that's what what we're talking about when when you when you mention you know the conflict in our relationship with God. Mm. It, uh, I think that would be different from the conflict that results from our relationship with God. Okay, makes, makes sense. Okay. Okay. So in the context where we we're speaking the first time, and what you said is actually accurate. When we choose to serve God many other things in our life will fall out of alignment because in the first place, it was yeah. never in alignment. So back to the um, what you were saying, Fed. whenever we choose to serve God, we will tend to either have to sacrifice certain things, certain relationships, certain friendships to serve God. Okay? But but now let's look at it from uh, the, the relationship with God you know, the conflict in our relationship with God. Because I think that can, you can definitely be a peacemaker by reconciling those family members who were not hitherto in a relationship with God by bringing them into relationship with God. Now, that not only reconciles you to your family, it now reconciles your family to God. Do you understand? So if I think that would be kind of the the... I, I guess the peacemaker solution in that scenario. Do we agree? Yeah. But in that situation, you can even have doubts though, right? Sometimes. What, because what do you mean? Not, because like, let's say you do, let's say you are from a family that is not Christian and you do mm-hmm. find, and you know, through all the pain of losing everybody, you know, sometimes you may think that, did I make the right choice because I've lost yes. everything? That's true. That's true. Mm. There will be times where you, you question, you know, you question, but at, when, at the core of you, you know you've made the right choice because following Jesus is always the right choice. Nobody has ever followed Jesus and ended up lesser. Nobody has ever followed Jesus and lost his way because he is what? Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. You found the truth, right? Okay. So when you have those doubts, it's still back to what we said the first time. What do you do when you have those doubts? Pray. Exactly. We pray about them, right? We pray about them. So God helps us to overcome them and live above those doubts. Okay? All right. Now, related to our, when we say conflicts with our relationship with God, or in relationship with another person around us with God, if we look at 2 Corinthians 5 verse 11, it says, Knowing therefore the terror of God, we persuade men. Knowing the terror of God, we persuade men. It's just like saying, you see somebody that has a bazooka, right? Fighting with another person that has a knife, right? 
It's like you, you are going to a conflict, a, a fight, a heated battle, one man against another, and you see this one carrying bazooka. You see that one carrying uh, what's it called? A knife. Who who you gonna beg? I go for the bazooka. Yeah, bazooka wins. You, you, you obviously, the person with the bazooka wins, right? And so, and so, you would go and beg the guy with a knife, say, bro, I yeah. beg. Just, please, just leave that, leave that guy alone. See, just let us go and beg him. And I like, I like this scripture because in, in John, in uh, Matthew chapter 5, it says, I agree with your adversary. <laughs> <laughs> Defense said that's not a fair fight. Okay. <laughs> okay. So in um, Matthew chapter 5, he said, verse 25, he says, I agree with the adversary while they are in the way. Lest the adversary deliver it to the judge. And, you know, there's a judgment coming for this world. There's that kind of bazooka fight where you cannot, your knife can never deliver you. There's no amount of anything that can deliver you. And so what you need is to make peace with the God who is going to bring judgment and either punishment or rewards to any of us. If you read down the line in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, it talks about judgment of God and things like that. If we know all these things about who God is, it inspires us, not just for ourselves now, but for our family members. Like you just mentioned, if if you have a brother or sister, you know, how, how would it be when you're like, you're like, you're like, Oh, singing praises to God in heaven, you know, and you had to look down to, to hell and you see somebody you actually love. That can, that would not be a great sight, would it? Certainly not. So, and, and the same thing, maybe because we don't we don't think about this every day, and, and this is something the Holy Spirit has been talking to me about. You have a roommate. You have somebody in your life. You have somebody that God brought into your, your, your circle. And then you just let them go like that without... Without allowing the word of God to at least just give them a chance to know the word of God, if they decide to to turn away from the bazooka, that's that's good. But if they decide to continue with the bazooka, with, like with a in a knife fight with the bazooka fight, you know, if they decide to continue in 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 whatever, at least you give them a chance to turn away. Mm-hmm. God is saying to us today, like we are seeing in verse, I believe it's verse eighteen. It says. God has called us to the ministry of reconciliation. God has called us to the ministry of peacemaking. God has mm. called us to the ministry of bringing men to being his friends rather than being his enemies. The other version that uh, Arnel read, or was it Shaina who read, he said, people who are God's enemies now becoming God's friends. People who are coming to God with a knife, when when he's carrying this giant bazooka, you know, that's that's an example now, but obviously we know we're not talking about battle, like physical battle here, but he's talking about the magnitude of who God is compared to the magnitude of who we are and our fallibility. Mm-hmm. So that can really inspire us and I pray God will help all of us to remember this daily so that when God brings somebody into our lives, or when there's anybody in our lives who is not yet giving, at least in you, you know that you've not 
you you have not given this person the opportunity to to know the truth to follow the way who is jesus christ you've not given that person the opportunity then you know okay this is what i have to do go help us in jesus name amen thank you all right does anyone want, want to say something real quick before we wrap it up we're two minutes yeah. up. um so I wanted to say something about just briefly, I know we're out of time, but I think about it that, you know, the peacemakers are called children of God because they know him. Yeah. And so it is knowledge that will make you know that someone is carrying a knife and going against someone that is having a bazooka, you know? So with our knowledge of God, we need to, I think the reason why we don't share Christ is because we ourselves are not confident that we know who God is enough. Mm. But you don't have, like, you already see that he's a big God. You know, let us be, let us really understand who God is and what his, uh, his magnitude of love towards us and the implications of people, like he said, not knowing. Just that, that passion comes from knowledge and understanding that, ah, this person I'm living with is going to hellfire. Like, that's the truth. That's the bottom blunt truth. If God gives us that passion, you will see that you may keep your mouth shut. And even if you think that this person is already a Christian, still try to encourage the person. Don't assume that this person is going to church. They're already saved. Yeah. See, I actually, I, I saw this movie, maybe some of you have seen it, where this girl was, was saying, ah, so God's going to Cast everybody in Iran, Iraq, Syria, all of them are going to hell, you know. <laughs> uh, first of all, I want to say, it's not everybody in Iraq that is, that is going to hell. <laughs> God still has people there that, that are going to heaven. But at the end of the day, the scripture is, if we believe the scripture, we know that whoever is not saved cannot enter the kingdom of God. And that's why we have to press into the kingdom of God and also carry as many people along with us. We've talked about this now in that lesson. We said the hope of our calling is not just for us to make heaven. If not, we are saved. Why didn't Jesus just translate us from here to heaven straight up when we are at the point of our salvation? It's because he has a work for us to do. To bring his influence here and to make sure all those around us are able to see Jesus Know, know him and get to heaven. Mm-hmm. Lord help us in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Yeah. All right. Let's let's bow our heads and and talk to God. We've we've learned a lot today. You know the scriptures point out to all of us what we ought to change in our lives. The Bible tells us that the scripture is like a mirror. When we look into it. It begins to tell us, oh, this and that and that need to be changed. What has the Word of God said to you today? What is the Word of God saying to you? Just talk to God in a quick second. Say, Father, help me in this and this and this. Whether it's regarding conflicts, you know, you're not being the one that opens the 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 the, the, the gap wider. But you're the one that brings people closer. You know, you're not the one that carries people's gist all the way and make sure everybody knows so that now they are they are you know embarrassed and and whatnot but you are the one that brings succor you're the one that brings comfort to even brother to sister or brother to brother conflicts 
when it comes to internal conflicts, we've learned today that we need to pray so that we are God is able to help us overcome those internal conflicts. We need to pray and also study the Word of God to help us overcome the doubts, help us overcome the double-mindedness. We need to ask God for help and read His Word, ask His Holy Spirit, Lord, I'm going through this this period of doubt in my, in my life. Help me. Lastly, we talked about relationship with God. If it's you who's having that conflict right now, I want you to pray this prayer. Say, Father, help me. I, I realize I am in my error. I know I have, I, I don't want to continue in conflict with you. I want to be aligned with you. I don't want to, to come, come to you fighting. I don't want to be your enemy. I want to be your friend. I want to be your son. I want to be yours. I want to be on your side. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me, Father. In any way, any area of my life in which I have yet to yield to you, I'm yet to turn over to you, I'm yet to allow you into. Today, I let you in. I let you take control. Help me, Father. Help me, Jesus. Now, Ife has also mentioned that he needs us to pray so that God will give us the boldness to witness and also open the hearts of the other people to receive and be able to consider the word and that the word will actually stick in their hearts and make the required change. Let's talk to let's talk to God and say, Father, Lord, we ask of God. Help us, oh God. Help our brothers, help our sisters, help those around us who are yet to know you. Help us to all know you. Help us to help us to, to share your light to everyone around us so that they have an opportunity to turn away from the coming judgment. The Bible says, knowing the terror of God, we persuade men. Help us, O God, to communicate that terror to them so that they are also able to turn away in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for hearing us, O God. Lastly, I want you to, if you have somebody, a friend right now in your life, Somebody in your life that you know is yet to receive Jesus. Just talk to the Lord in a quick second and say, Father, this one person, I bring them to you. I want this person to receive Jesus before the end of this year. Before the end of this year, let it be recorded that one person, one soul is saved. One soul is abiding. One soul is, is translated from kingdom of darkness to kingdom of light. Even of Jesus. Let's talk to God in one second. Thank you, Father, because you've heard us, O oh God. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen.